so yesterday, this happened. Uh, if you're wondering what on earth happened, uh, I was doing some work in the backyard. Uh, it's Christmas, so it's all about trees and stuff. And I had one in my backyard that I really didn't want to be in my backyard anymore. Uh, so I took all the branches and stuff off, and it was just like one standing straight up stump at this point. Uh, and so I got down and cut off all the roots that I could find around there. I've got it tied to a different tree. I'm wrenching that thing uh, to get it to pull over, like fall over as much as I can. And toward the end, I got my hands on the top of it and I'm pushing it over. And at that point, I don't know what happened because people always ask you like when you got hurt, what happened? How did you fall? Okay, if I knew how I fell, I wouldn't have fallen that way. And I wouldn't be here talking to you with my arm going bloop bloop. So I think what happened was I'm pushing on the top of the tree and my hands slipped. I think it just went over the top of the tree, which means my face goes this way and the tree really quickly comes this way, okay? I'm very strong, because that's what I tell myself. I'm not stronger than a tree coming at my face. Uh, so that happened, I put my hand on my face, start walking away, that's where my don't say bad words in the house streak ended, right there. Uh, I pulled my hand away from my face and saw a lot of blood. And I thought, all right. This is not the way that today is supposed to go. I'm not supposed to be thinking, okay, now I need to go get this stitched up, get this put back together, because I didn't grow up playing hockey and blood is a weird thing for me. <laughs> so I, I'm thinking like, this, this is just not supposed to be, like this is supposed to be one of those easy backyard projects where you go into it and an hour later, like you're back inside cleaning everything up. This is easy, right? But nothing about this year has been that way at all, right? We've seen unrest, we've seen mess up, we've seen everything go wrong on just about every single era of society. Like it's Christmas 2020, the year where everything got messed up. And I think that puts us in such a good place to understand the first Christmas. Because the first Christmas, when Jesus entered the world, the first Christmas happened in the middle of a state of emergency. The first Christmas happened in the middle of a state of emergency. There's a guy named Luke who uh, lived a little bit after Jesus and somebody named Theophilus gave him a ton of money to go find out everything there was to know about Jesus. If you think this might be important, go find it out. And so Luke wrote this really long, extensive account of exactly who Jesus was, what he said he would do, what he actually ended up doing. And in chapter two of Luke, we get to hear Jesus's birth story. And this gives us a picture of the state of emergency that Jesus was born into. So Luke chapter two, verse one, at that time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria and all returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee and he took with him Mary, his fiance, who was now obviously pregnant. So right there, that's the state of emergency. You didn't hear it. And what, what, was, what goes into the state of emergency? It's this, okay? Joseph is about to get married to Mary, who's gonna be Jesus's mom. And when she is, as the doctor right here says, obviously pregnant, like that's really pregnant. He says, I want you, guys who are dads, who've already walked your wife through this and been with the mother of your kids that she is obviously pregnant and really not in the mood to do something like this. Get on a donkey. We're going 100 miles by plane, which means it's probably like 120 in reality, like as the donkey trots, to visit my family. 
All right, that's not a conversation you're getting out of very easily. Hey, you're very uncomfortable. How about you honk on, hop on an animal? We're going 120 miles to see my side. Like she doesn't get an argument in it. We're going to my side. That's a state of emergency. Okay, that's a pandemic with a very high mortality rate, specifically Joseph's. Like he's not coming out of that conversation. There's a very high positivity rate right here in this story for the fact that Joseph is a bad husband. He's like, hey, hop on the donkey. We're going 120 miles. You are obviously pregnant and obviously not going to be very comfortable. Sounds kind of like our year, you know? Nothing's right. Everything's messed up. Nothing is the way it's supposed to be. Everybody's gotten tests and fears and like, seriously, if you sneeze at the wrong time, you could lose all your friends just right there. <laughs> and that's exactly where the first Christmas was because everything had gone wrong. And God didn't wait for the perfect time to come into the world. Like God never waits for our timing to start doing anything. He's got his time. He's the Lord of all history and all future. And so there's never a bad time for God. There's never a bad time for Jesus. While they were there, the time came for Mary's baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Nothing's right. Nothing's ready. They don't even have a room. And God says, right, I'm coming. This is the time. But it's an emergency. This is the time. You're going to take a young girl who's obviously pregnant, throw her on the back of an animal, send him down 120 miles south. That's the right time? God says, yes, that's exactly the right time. Because this is when God comes into the world. God comes into the world when our life is a mess. Because Jesus didn't come for comfort or organization. He came on a mission. Jesus came on a mission. And when you're on a mission, very little matters except for the mission. Jesus' mission, in his own words, was to give his life as a ransom for many. And you and I are that many. Jesus came into the world in a mess and he, he lived a life that was anything but a mess. He lived a life that was absolutely perfect. Jesus never sinned. And the reason in doing that was that he could trade his perfect sinless life for our completely broken, sinful lives. Because that was his mission. It was his mission to take our sin upon himself, to assign us his perfect righteousness so that as we live our lives, we no longer live under the penalty and under the power of sin controlling our lives. We don't because of Jesus. Because Jesus was born in a mess, lived perfectly and gave his life so that we could be sons and daughters of God. Not our past, not our scripts, not whatever label you and I can put on our lives, but the, 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 the label that Jesus puts on you and me where he looks at us and says, that's my son. That's my daughter. Yeah, but their life is a mess. Yeah, but nothing's right. Yeah, but it's not ready. God's like, I created 2020. I know exactly how to get through this. I know how to bring restoration to any type of brokenness. And Jesus' way of doing that, the way that only he can accomplish, the way that nobody else can touch, is that he gave his life to pay for our sin. So back to the tree. What's the question you always ask somebody when they've got a huge mark on their face? You say, what happened to the other guy? What happened to the other guy? Well, I finished the tree, ripped it out. It was good. And then I do what every red-blooded American man would do. Took the tree into the workbench, put it down on the workbench, took it to the chop saw, and I turned it into coasters because I win. <laughs> and that's what Jesus does with us is he comes into our world. He comes into our mess. He comes in in a time where nothing is right so that in the middle of our year where nothing has gone right, we know that God experienced that. 
We know that God lived through that. We know in the moment where we're asking why, what is going on? Why is everything happening this way? We look to Jesus. We look to God who sent Jesus into the world to bring us to him. And he says, I will work through every disaster. I will work through the biggest mess of your life to bring you to me. And the sin that holds us back, the sin that keeps convincing us we are no good to God, God takes it out of our life. The thing that hurts us, the thing that kills us, the thing that makes us feel rotten inside, Jesus forgives it, he washes it away. It's no longer a stump that we will hit our face on and bleed, it's now a coaster because Jesus came and he destroyed the power of sin over our lives. And so that's the message of Christmas. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. And they were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. There's one great part in that story. Like the the kids said on the video, this is the biggest birth in history. And who are the first people to find out? It's shepherds. We look at that and this is part of our Christmas narrative. Like you got the tree, you got the manger, you got shepherds. In those days, they were horrible people. Their testimony couldn't be trusted in court because they were assumed to be liars. And so God gives us a picture of what his restoration plan is gonna look like. There's, that there's no mess too big. There's no reputation too bad. There's no past so messed up that he can't come and fix it. And the way that he shows that is he says, I'm gonna take the people in society that nobody believes. And they're going to be the first to know. And we see that on Christmas. Where Jesus comes into the world to trade our sin for his perfection. Our mess for his destiny. Our labels that we put on him or put on ourselves for his label to look at you and me and say, that's my son. That's my daughter. I want a relationship with them. And that's what we celebrate in Christmas. That God came on a mission for us. Let's pray.